Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Everybody, how you doing? Well, that's good. Welcome to PHLY Flyers presented by Mortgage CS. Check out mortgagecs.com slash PHLY to start your home buying process today. Company NMLS ID number 1464766. My name is Bill Matz. I'm your director of fun and games for the evening. That was fun. Like right as I'm starting to read it. it. No, not now. Not now. Uh, Joining me today, as you can see, we are without Charlie O'Connor, but we do have the one and only J.P. Zapata. What's going on? As well as the star of the new Broad Street Hockey podcast. No, no. No, no? No, no. No, you told me you're not going to be on every episode. No, no, no. You need more to do. It is Broad Street Hockey's own Kelly Hinkle. What's going on today, fam? Oh, you know. Just having a good time being a fan of the Philadelphia Flyers. It's a Wednesday during the All-Star break. <laughs> That's, I was really like this this All-Star bye week thing that they're doing. I was like, oh, this is going to be a good time to like take a step back and talk about some bigger picture stuff and look at the rebuild. And <sighs> there's other things going on in, yeah. uh, in, in the NHL and specifically regarding the Flyers. Mm-hmm. Uh, as we all know, at this point, we talked to it came out during the show yesterday. It's basically been reported now and everyone connected these got dots already. Mm-hmm. But you, you want to wait to be 100 percent on these things sometimes. But Carter Hart is one of the uh, four NHLers and five total players from the 2018 World Juniors, uh, Canadian World Juniors team that has been ordered to surrender to London, Ontario police uh, on charges of sexual assault. And it appears as if uh, all five have surrendered, I'm pretty sure I saw today, or they're in the process of. They have till Monday uh, when the press conference Mm -hmm. is, and they're going to be charged at that point. Uh, But it's a shitty situation, uh, to say the Stinks. least, uh, for obviously, number one, the victim. We never want to, you know, 
I, I know we keep saying it, but like I don't want. Uh, now let's talk about the fucking no, hockey team. No. Yeah, like, it's no, tough. Like, but like we do have to talk about the hockey team. Yeah. Like so obviously there's much bigger issues, but this is a hockey issue for the Flyers because we were just talking right before the show, Kelly and I. Uh, Steph and I joined Broad Street Hockey right at the beginning of the 2016-17 season. The 2016 draft is when Carter Hart was taken in the second round by Ron Hextall. So for the entirety of like the podcast feed that PHLY Flyers is now on, like <laughs> the entirety of the time we've been together, Kelly, this yep. Carter Hart has been one of, if not the main topic of discussion. He was, okay, we have our franchise go- goalie and now we go. It appears as if, at least for the time being, that will not be the case. Uh, And it's leaving question marks about the goaltending position. So I think we do have to uh, we do have to touch on those a bit. Uh, The net is. Sam Arsons right now. I got to believe. I mean, it's not Cal Peterson. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> so how do you think they're going to hand? Like, is Cal Peterson going to play back to backs and that's it? Like, do you think that's how they're going to handle I this? I think he's going to get the Brian Elliott treatment, like the as few oh games like, as possible. The, the Brian uh, Elliott in Tampa treatment. Yes. Okay. Where it's yes. like, yeah. you know, we got Vasilevsky. Um, you're going to play on the back end of back to backs. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think, and it's it's unfortunately not for the same reason. It's more because Cal Peterson in the AHL has been very, very yeah, bad. Yeah, we was cheese. Yeah, so <laughs> you can't imagine he's going to be better right. in the NHL where the shooters are better and there's talent and all that kind of stuff. So I think they're going to want to really, really limit how often we've got to look at Cal Peterson. Although I have to say... I'm kind of here for a Cal Peterson redemption tour. It, it could happen. It it's would happened be cool. with goalies before. Uh, goalies, as we always say, don't are voodoo. Yep. They don't. Ma- <laughs> they, they don't make sense. No one knows when you're going to get a good goal. To, like you in the playoffs, you need elite goaltending, but often get it from like you know, oh, it's just a couple weeks of Jordan Bennington. It's not the elite goalie that yes, Patrick right. Waugh goes off, Marty Brodeur. It's Michael those, Layton getting yeah, you to the cup final. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or a Michael Brodeur, a Michael Layton, Brian Boucher tandem, yep. where one just keeps getting hurt and then the other comes in and gets hurt and it's oh well, yeah. perfect, the other one's back. Like it's shit like that, but you'd need the elite goaltending to make the run. Uh, I don't know if we can call what the Flyers have an elite tent by any means. No. I think it'll be 70-30 because of what you guys are kind of discussing. Like, we all know what Cal Peterson is. And also, we are trying to find out exactly what we do have in Sam Harrison. So I think it's going to be more of 70-30. But it does raise the question about if, like, God forbid, as we knock on wood, oh something Lord. does happen to Harrison, whether it be health or mental, what do you have after that? No, and that's the, like... They're going to run him out there a lot. Right. Also, that's a real good... Why does basically every team in the league employ some sort of tandem outside of, like, teams with Vasilevsky and teams with UC Sara? Like, unless you have one of those dudes. It's because it's a good way to get hurt. Mm -hmm. Playing a ton. Yeah. We're just, like, worn down, and you're not at your best for... Like, if you're 85%... You're just not as good as you are when you have that full rest. And we started to see Sam Harrison really play well. uh, And then he started to get more time. They were going every other game. Now the net is his. And, like, to your point, I just looked. 
Not good. 890 save percentage for Cal Peterson in the AHL. Not to be outdone, your boy Felix Sandstrom, 878. <laughs> it's not going great not down great. there. Uh, their best goalie has been Parker Gagan. Who's, oh, that guy who, who I definitely goes, know. Yeah, yeah, who goes between the ECHL and the Phantoms. Yeah, my favorite he's played, guy. He's played 10 games, has a 908 save percentage. When are we bringing him up? <laughs> honestly, it might not be the worst idea. Uh, like, honestly, like, if they did, like, just for funsies. If for some reason, like... Peterson gets hurt, Sandstrom gets hurt, and you bring up the ECHL guy, like, I honestly would get a real kick out of it. And then he would probably play lights out, and it would be hilarious. No, there would be then, he would have one great game, there would be a goalie controversy, right. we would turn on Sam Ayrson, <laughs> obviously. God, I love Philly. No, oh, it's, it's, it, I, I, I already script, see it fam. happening, quite mm-hmm. honestly. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be great content for us down the stretch. Um, <laughs> uh, but, like, do you think... The best chance to win every game is Sam Harrison. So you said 70-30. Like, he's the best option that they have right now. Is it more important that you have the best chance to win as many games as possible Mm. and find out if Sam Harrison can handle a, like, hardcore number one workload or keep this guy healthy and keep him on whatever development path you had him on prior to the Carter Hart situation? I think you got to play them. Like the one thing I always say, it doesn't matter what sport it is, you can't go out there and worry about injuries. You got to go out there and play your game. And for Arison, like nothing is set in stone for him. He's got to go out there and prove that he's a number one guy, especially right now for the time being. It does seem the path is there for him. So if I'm the Flyers, I'm putting him out there as much as I possibly can, stick to that 70 30. And more importantly, I mean, I. More importantly, he's finding out what you have been, Harrison, but also, too, if the backup in Cal Peterson now is, is what we should be having right now, too. Trying to find... It's hard with uh, all the different places they play overseas, like the international oh, yeah. competitions. Yeah. Looks like his career high is somewhere in the 40s for games played. So he will be seriously pushing himself uh he played 42 for the phantoms last year this will be a real test for him and i definitely want to find out what he has if for no other reason than he's all we have yeah you know like all right sink or swim kid but i am worried like i don't know i i I talked about this with charlie yesterday the uh it was last year two years ago where columbus was just running out Elvis Merce Lincoln's every single game. It was like for the second half of the season, they're like, not sure his kid. Yeah. And like, he hasn't been good since. So you're worried they're going to ruin him. (laughs) Like, Mm. maybe not ruin him. Like, I don't think his career's over, but like, is it the right development path? Do you need to either bite the bullet and play Cal Peterson more than you want to and just hope that John Tortorella's defensive system can keep him clean? Or... Perhaps go out and try to acquire a goalie to run in tandem with Sam Harrison. See, I, I don't want them to do that. I feel like there are, if you look at the UFA options this summer, there are enough solid backup goaltenders on that list that this summer it's not going to be any trouble for the Flyers to bring in a guy to back up Harrison. I don't see any point in spending assets on a backup goaltender now when... I think, given the, the current state of things, I kind of feel like we know where we're heading. Like, it's not, it's not good. Like, before, I feel like if you had asked us two months ago, 
Like, they might get in. They could make some noise. If the goalies get hot, you never know what can happen. You me eight games ago. I mean, that was me anyway. But, but now, like, the defense is kind of falling apart. The goaltender's going to jail. Arison doesn't seem to be as good playing all of these games. Um, it's just the situation's kind of falling apart. And it kind of doesn't matter because the front office seems to have been on the same path the whole time. Like, they were working the rebuild the entire time. Tortorella and the players were going win. And they were getting some stuff yeah. done. And I'm sure they're going to keep trying to go win, which is why they're probably going to play Arison all the time. And while I agree it's probably going to be rough for him, and at some point he's probably going to look like absolute shit because he gets so worn down, but you have to push him to see what he is because at this point... He's our number one goaltender. Like, that's what we got. So we have to see, is this guy going to be able to backstop this team in two to three years when they're supposed to be good? Or do we have to spend the next two to three years trying to find somebody or hoping one of the Russians can come or whatever? They got to find out what they got. And there's really only one way to do that, and that's just running him into the ground. It's literally like the uh, like that meme, like the the dog. Everything's fine, but the, <laughs> the house is burning right behind them. Yeah. Uh, I I like for me personally, I think you gotta go with what you have in Cal Peterson or Felix Sandstrom, if that's the case as well. So because like I just look around, I just don't see better options now. One avenue possibly is you do have some defensemen who could be possibly moved at the deadline. Could a goalie? Obviously, you're not gonna get like a, ba a solidified backup goaltender like you're probably gonna find in free agency, but you can find a body in there that can compete in there with and can be thrown into like you know a little, little side piece of the package there with one of these defensive I guess that could happen gotta get picks it would be I like it, I would hate to, to that's in terms of the giving up assets thing I'd almost rather trade for a guy than like take away from the return of hopefully whatever they get for Nick Sealer or whatever right um yeah. I will ask though like, I think it's vitally important for the rebuild, quite honestly. They don't have to make the playoffs, but I think them not just going in the tank and playing fake games in March and April, like we've seen the last couple yeah. of years where the games are just inconsequential. Right. Like, I don't think anyone, like, gets better in that because it's, like, right. these are no. exhibition games. No one's, like, it's just fake. It's fake games. Yeah. I don't think anyone gets any better than that. I think... If they're playing meaningful games, that is experience. That makes the first half of this season and not tanking worth it. Yeah. Because of that, <laughs> I think almost you know how it's well we we might not have you know the full sale at the deadline because you know the, we owe it to the players in the room to let them see it through and all that shit we always hear. Do you almost owe it to the guys, though? Like, they worked their asses off to be in this position, and now you're handicapping them a little bit. No, they have to tighten their shit up in front of their goaltenders, what they need to do, because the last five games, the entire team defensively has looked like garbage. That's When you look at Ayrson's numbers, you're like, oh, my God, he's he look, he's shit now. It's like, no, nah, actually, he's playing all right. Been, yeah. like, no, he hasn't been games, his, he yeah. hasn't been his best, no. but he's been fine. Like You yeah. could win with a goalie playing this way. It's just like every chance is, oh, yeah, it's Miko Rantanen alone in the top of the circle. Like, what right. do you think happened? Right. <laughs> like, oh, one-timer over the glove. Like, yeah. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> so I, I just tough. have 
it's I, tough. I have a couple of names that I think some are more interesting than others. Oh, boy. Uh, like, the first one, this is someone on Twitter asked me, like, UC Soros, like, $5 million through next season. No, I don't think they're going out and getting UC Soros if he's available. No, ma'am. Um, John Gibson, $6.4 million for three more seasons. Why would you That's do not, such a thing? <laughs> I'm just naming guys All who right. are on the, uh, the last Those are guys. Yeah. The guys who are on the last uh, TSN trade bait list that I could find. Okay. Uh, or maybe this was the athletic one, Chris Johnston. I think it was the athletic okay. Chris Johnston. It was from like a month ago. Um, so those are the two that just aren't happening. I might be interested in Anti Ranta. Uh, I saw today Freddie Anderson's coming back for Carolina soon, so they might have a little bit of a log jam in net. They haven't been able to buy a save all season. <laughs> Doesn't bode well, but Anti Ranta is what he is. He's an NHL backup. He's been a solid backup. He's on a $1.5 million deal that is expiring after the season, so there's no financial okay. commitment, no term commitment. Something like that could make some sense. How much better is he than Cal Peterson? He's adequate. I, yeah, he beat us for a cup. No, that was anti Niemi. Never mind. Yeah, it was the other one. What is what Strike is that from the record? The point of it's okay. I forget Mark. I forgot Mark Reckie was in the Hall of Fame, so it's fine. These things happen. Um, I convinced myself. I was like, oh, he must not be. I thought he got. No, in. I'm just real dumb. Because I remember us talking about they always retire guys' yeah. numbers when they get in the hall, mm -hmm. and I was like, oh no. They didn't. Though. I think what saved the Flyers is which number do you retire? Exactly. Like, does Mark Recchi get two numbers? Absolutely the fuck like, that's not. Fucking, what is he, Kobe? Like, that's ridiculous. <laughs> okay, so All right, I go on with your other point. I don't know what's gained, really, by trading for Ranta when you can simply sign him in the summertime. That's fair. I guess just the... The saving of the final 32 games of this season, however, now is... Saving from what? Is the asset you give up, like, worth the no. 15 games he's going to get in, let's call it, you know? No. Ah, probably not, right? Mm -mm. Especially with what goaltending is around the league. Like, yeah. there might actually be suitors for some of these guys. It might not just be like, here's a fourth next year. Yeah, mm -hmm. Like, yeah. it might actually be something, not substantial, but more than you want to surrender for a position that is voodoo like we said yeah I, I mean I, I think Kelly is spot on right here I, I think at the end of the day it doesn't matter who's the backup goaltender in general whoever's in front of that goaltender has to play better and that was the concern heading into this break now we're hoping once we get out these guys are fresh and they're playing much better but it really doesn't matter who's that backup goaltender if the play is not better and yeah, I mean, cool. You go after an anti round but I don't think like that is the like a player like the goaltender like that is not going to help down the line here. I feel like Capo Kakinen, uh out in San Jose. He's a little bit more expensive, two point seven five million. He showed up on the trade bait list. The guy who I think is actually kind of interesting here, mm -hmm. Jake Allen. <laughs> okay. 3.85 million, so it's a little expensive, but it's Montreal. Maybe you get them to cover some money through next season. So now you're set. You have that veteran that you can put in a tandem with Sam Harrison, and it's only one more year. You've got to assume that if Kolasov comes over, he's not going right to the NHL, is he? Like, that would be surprising. It would be. And I... I <sighs> I guess you could always buy out Jake Allen. I mean, it's Jake Allen. You can trade him. Probably. Like, everyone always wants a Jake Allen. Everyone always but, needs a goaltender heading into the playoffs, yeah. really. So, like, I, I don't think it would be 
depending on what you have to give up for any of these guys. Like, I'd rather pay Jake Allen and get a more solidified, steady guy that I think I can count on, but also, like, doesn't need the net. Like, he's a guy who's always been in a tandem. Like, it makes a little bit of sense to me because then you have him for next year, too, and you don't know what the situation is next year. Or you wait to the summertime and you get yourself a Stoli. You get your Stoli the goalie back. You bring back savior of the Maple Leafs, Martin Jones. Like, there's so many players that are going to be... You're making a lot of good points right now. I know. Cam Talbot, Cal Pickard, so many old goalies that we had all in one season could come back and play for the Flyers again. Half the dudes from, like, that year when the Flyers (laughs) had 19 goalies are, like, doing kind of well around the league. Like, Peter Morozik just got a new contract. Martin Jones literally saving the Leafs season. Who's, like, 899 save percentage Mm -hmm. you've been able to set in stone for the last four years. Yeah, he's actually saving a playoff-bound team right now. (laughs) And that's, like, yes, Sergei Bobrovsky got hot and took the Panthers— to the Eastern Conference Final. If they don't have Alex Lyon for the end of that regular season, they probably don't make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Like, it's... It's just... Okay, so I I just don't think that the success that this team has had this season has not really hinged on the goaltenders. Have they been playing well? Yes. But I can't think of, like, any stretch of games where I'm like, wow, they would have lost three of five if the goalies weren't lights out like it's been a team effort and the team has fallen apart for whatever reason charlie mentioned before that they're probably hurt more than we know um everyone's probably you know worked up over the crimes that's a problem um and this break allows them a chance to reset mentally it allows them a chance to heal up from whatever's hurting if they can come back and play the way that they had been playing through those stretches that they won a bunch of games, yeah. I don't really think it's going to matter too much who's in the net unless they're just like, you know, letting things go by them left and right, which, you know, Cal Peterson could do. That's but this. Yeah. I mean, it's, could it, do. it's well within the realm of like plausible outcomes that it he is. stinks. Yeah. <laughs> but like if they play that solid D in front of them, right. That they played for the most of the first 50 games of the season, you should be able to mitigate some of his yes. lack of ability. Yeah. And right? also, he's not going to be in there that much. He's that's really the, not. It's going to be Ayrson. This is yes. that's the like that's the thing that's stopping me from being like, no, go out and get Jake Allen. It makes sense. It's like, <sighs> as much as I think it might not be the best idea to play Ayrson, it might be the best of a bad situation. Yeah, and let's talk about the elephant in the room as well. Like, the offense production has also gone down. It's added more pressure to defense and goaltending as well. If you don't score, it doesn't matter how good your goalie plays, you can't win (laughs) 0-0. Now, they did win 1-0 in a shootout this year, which is essentially a 0-0 victory, but that usually doesn't happen unless you're playing the Islanders. (laughs) They also are trying to not score. Someone in the chat suggested Boosh, and he looked pretty good in the alumni game. I I wasn't there. I wasn't there. Did he look good? He looked good. There were a couple of guys that They're very clearly balls on the, uh, could on the have broadcast. just jumped. Like Patrick Sharp looked like he hasn't missed a day. 
Like yeah. it was crazy. But anyway, yeah, Boosh, Boosh is a solid backup option. Call up Boosh. Let's go. Listen, if you can make the broadcaster the president, you can make the broadcaster <laughs> the backup goaltender. That's a fair point. Yeah. Honestly. <laughs> no like, rules. Uh, the, for the last 24 years, basically, plan B has been Brian Boucher. <laughs> like, it's seriously. Just, well, Phantoms, fuck it. Flyers, like, seriously. Anyone got Boosh's number? Where is he? <laughs> no, he's in Arizona. Bring him back. Bring him back. Bring him back. He's in San Jose. Bring him back. <laughs> uh, no, but to your point about, like, this break... Uh, eight teams in the league have played 50 games. The Flyers are among them. Uh, no one has played more. Like, they're clearly exhausted. Yes. When your entire team identity is block every shot, try real fucking hard every night. Yes, exactly. You're probably going to wear down. And the two to three weeks before the break have been an absolute circus. Uh, from Cutter Gauthier. Now, like, we said... Like, they got a new buddy. Like, Jamie Drysdale comes in. Like, they didn't lose anything. How nah. many of these guys have had more than a two-minute conversation with Gauthier? But the <laughs> fact that, like, it's been something else going on is a thing. The whole team was sick. They were on the road. Uh, and now the Carter Hart situation, it's been a fucking circus. Yeah, it has. Like, uh, this break came at a great time. I think... I'm remaining optimistic right now about Same. what they're going to look like when they come back. I think they're going to look closer to the team that won five in a row than the team that lost five in a row immediately 100%. after that. Will the results continue to be the same? I don't know, because I honestly do not know what to expect out of the goaltending. I do not know what to expect out of, like, is Owen Tippett going to be healthy and as hot? Like, is he taking the next step, or is that just a nice little hot streak he was on before he got injured? Like, is Morgan Frost this guy now? And if so, who can capitalize on the chances he creates? Is Travis is, Sanheim going to turn it around? Is Travis Sanheim going to stop looking like absolute shit? Not, like knocking he has? over Cal Peters. <laughs> oh, like, that was the perfect, like, yeah, that's what Travis Sanheim looks like right now, and that's bad Sanheim. And we've seen yeah. in the past... He's one of those guys when things starts rolling downhill, it's real tough to get it Losing to stop. Losing has yeah. been a big effect of this team in the past couple of years. You don't want that to happen again here. I really don't want this five to turn into ten. Yeah. Like winning the first game out of the break is, is, is a big deal. Yeah. Now, they're playing the Florida Panthers. Oh, man. So that's like a little easier said than done. Uh, they win a lot. They're probably, I honestly think they're going back to the cup final right now. Probably. I think they're the best team in the East. Florida? Yeah. I can see it. It's. They just, like, they beat everyone up. Send G back there. They have good goaltending. <laughs> like, yeah, maybe G. Boston get revenge up. this year. Yeah. That's the other thing. Like, we've seen it happen a couple of times. Um, that Detroit team that was awesome in, like, 96 comes back and wins it in 97 after their, like, record-setting season. Uh, what... President's Trophy team. Tampa Bay Tampa did, it. did it. Like, oh, yeah, and then they came back the next year after yeah, they lost in the it. first round. Like, Boston just had that record-setting season last year. Yeah, well, this year we're just going to win the cup. Like, it's definitely <laughs> possible. Yep. Uh, but I just, man, Florida's freaking good. Um, Seriously. I lost where I was going with that, so I'm just going to tell you about my friends at Mortgage CS. Mortgage CS, what does that CS stand for? Concierge Service. That's right. Why, why, why would they want to call themselves that? Why is that the name of their company? Because they are obsessed with bringing you exceptional customer service. They describe themselves as a white glove service. Now, they're always going to look to get you ultra competitive rates, but let's be honest with each other. 
everyone's gonna tell you that like oh yeah no we we give you bad rates you know like no one's gonna tell you that like the ultra competitive rates absolutely that is what they are trying to provide for you but maybe even more than that is the process towards those rates making sure you understand and are comfortable with everything along the way i sat down with the ceo ben stucker and his partner alec I understood the process of buying a home better after talking to them than when I actually bought a home <laughs> a couple of years ago. This is two and a half, three and a half years ago, something like that. No, I am much more equipped at like talking about these things than I was even when I went through this process myself. And that's exactly why you need great customer service when you're uh, when you're going through this thing because it's confusing, it's difficult, and it's oh, scary yeah. to buy a home. Like, oh yeah, I'm gonna be paying this bill for the next 30 years. Like, that's a long freaking time, man. You better know what you're getting into. And everyone over at Mortgage CS is here to make sure you know exactly what you're getting into and you're comfortable with everything. When you hear the mor word mortgage, think of Mortgage CS. Think of Ben and Alec. Save Ben's telephone number right now. It's up on the screen, but if you're listening on pod, 267-391-7425. You can email Ben uh, anytime, ben at mortgagecs.com. Call or text him day or night. If you're not in the home buying process, maybe you have one, maybe it's a little down the line for you, ask him about Philly sports. Should yeah. the Flyers trade for a backup goalie? Maybe he'll have some thoughts on it. Check out mortgagecs.com slash PHLY to get started today. <laughs> This advertisement is not a commitment to lend or extend credit. Mortgage CS is an equal housing opportunity mortgage broker. All loans are subject to credit approval. Certain restrictions may apply. Company NMLS ID number 1464766. Visit mortgagecs.com for more information. Like this comment says here, boost wholesale. Don't mortgage the future for a semi-capable backup <laughs> goal like that. I mean, I don't know how much of the future you're mortgaging. Like, they need to hit on their picks. Also, they have four second-round picks between this year and next year. You don't know if you're going to get Columbus's this year or next year, but, like, it's four total over the next two years. Yes, you need a lot of darts. That's why, like... That's why we call it the lottery. Like, get as many tickets as you can. But also, if it's a mid-round pick over the next, like, how many of these guys make the team and how many of them stick and are good? Like, it's a low-end possibility. Now, that does set up the argument for you need as many as you can. Mm -hmm. So hopefully you hit on one or two. But, I, man, the chances of them finding Kucherov in the second round are low. That's that's been this you team's. Never know. I mean, like their first round picks don't all end up that great. Like, you know, Garman Rubstov, he's, he's nowhere to be found. Dudes like this, I'm just saying. All right, so that's the uh, that's the goalie conversation. I don't think they're gonna go out and get somebody. Um, if nothing else, Danny Briere has been pretty clear. Uh, when we talked to Keith Jones a couple weeks ago, I mean, John Ooh. Tortorella basically said it. I mean, he didn't basically say it. He, he said, said it, it. Yeah. to the media. Um, some people might not be happy with what we do at the deadline. Can't fall in love with guys. Got to keep the big picture. You know, all that stuff. So huge I doubt they do it. I just think it's it makes a little more sense than like, oh, well, you're in a rebuild anyway. Who cares? Like, ah, I I kind of want these last 32 games to matter. I mean, I get it. You're not, like, talking crazy. I know. It would make sense for them to get a backup goaltender. I just don't think they're going to. I doubt they do. Uh, so now, of course, it is Wednesday. 
Which means it's time to actually get to Mailbag Monday. Wow. You guys, <laughs> tell We've time. answered three questions in two days. Proud of you. Both. Three. Uh, so we're going to get to just, it's, it's kind of just a, it's a it's a grab bag here with the mailbag. Just all sorts of a different things. A potpourri, if you will. A potpourri. That's yeah. excellent. Uh, we're going to start it off with a question from uh, Stakatoshi, which is a great name. Love it. What does the Tippet extension mean for Konechny's extension? He's got to be asking for around seven and a half mil plus a year for seven plus years, right? Probably. Probably. He should probably I mean, be the highest paid player on the team. If yeah. you could get him, what's uh, Sean Couturier is at seven seven five? Yes. Now the term like Konechny's not old, but he's not twenty four. Right. You know, if you could get him at seven and a half mil. That's really good. With the cap going up, it's an absolute bargain. And like, if things don't go your way, someone would take Travis Konechny at seven and a half million. Easy, regardless of the term. Like, that would be really good. Do you think he's an eight million dollar player? I mean, I think so. Based off of kind of some of the stuff that I saw about the salaries around the league, I would say just what just what Konechny also means to his team and the talent level that he's at. I would say, yeah, he's worth that eight mil. Sometimes I think in the NHL, it's more about like looking at the individual team than it is like the full market, especially for players that are right. going to get re-signed before they hit the market. This is coming from a Maple Leafs fan. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> like he's the he's best. He's worth 11 to RT. Right, exactly. <laughs> he's the best player on the team. Yeah. And I think that like symbolically what you have to do is pay him like the best player on the team. And then you have to hope that he remains one of the best players on the team for the length of the contract. The problem with Konechny is that right now, if he hit the market, someone would absolutely give him eight. Yeah. For, for sure. sure. That's open market. He's definitely getting yeah, eight, right? Yeah, easy. So, you know, maybe you can get him to take a little bit of a hometown discount. But either way, like anything between seven and a half and eight, I'm not going to be upset yeah. about a Travis Connect. And also contract. like, don't look at 2020, 2021, and then the 2021, 22 seasons. Those were down years for Travis, but overall, like you see the sample size, he's been, he's been producing for this team. Under Taurus, he's like, he really has 42 points in 50 games. Four of them are on the power play. Like he scores near a point a game on a team that does not score. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's the one scoring. He's the guy. The, yeah, like he's the guy who scores for this team. I just I like Travis Konechny a lot and I know if he hits the open market, like he definitely gets eight. Yeah. Aspe yeah. Like easily. Maybe I just brought up his hockey reference to check his age. I didn't check his age. So he will be oh right, he's a three eleven guy. So on March eleventh, he will turn twenty seven. So it would be he's eligible for an extension on July 1st. He still has another year on his contract. So we're talking about age 28 to 35 seasons of Travis Konechny at these. Uh, like, I know he's going to he's worth it in terms of if he hit the more. I just don't look at him like I think eight is the threshold yeah. where it's like that is the upper caliber guy. Now, he's an all star. He scores a ton of goals for this team. Like you said, he's the best player on the team. You're more worried he, about the years than the AV. I'm definitely worried more about the years. But just in terms of like how I perceive Travis Konechny, it's not as an eight million dollar player. Okay. No. And I think that's just because maybe we. I just still haven't caught up in my mind with what I he's done so over the last two years. Because 
for the longest time, we talked about Travis Konechny as being a good third piece on yeah. a line with two good players, mm -hmm. but he was never the guy making the line good. And that was for the last, what, four years, yeah. five years? And now he's the guy making the line good. And I think that some of our perceptions of what he's worth to the team haven't really caught up to what we're seeing from him. I mean, this team is not doing what they're doing this season without Travis Konechny. Now, the question then becomes, I mean, it is worrisome to think of having him signed through 35. It's always worrisome to think about having a guy signed through that age. That's the problem with UFAs in the NHL is that you have to pay for past performance and hope they don't totally fuck you when they're old. Is it better to trade him now? Ooh. That's you the, could get some stuff for Travis Konechny. Like and it. that's... Uh, along the same lines as this question we got from uh, one of our regulars, TK for MVP. Do you guys think Danny is going to lock up TK during the offseason or next year after his contract is up? Because he's got a whole nother year after this yes. year. He's eligible for an extension July 1st with the one year left on his deal. I think, like... The sooner you do it, the more you save. Prices never go down on players. I mean, he could get hurt and go to shit, but then it's like, okay, why are we resigning right, you? Exactly, you know, yeah. um, prices never go down on guys, and as the cap goes up, so too will everyone's price tags. Does it make more sense though, just where the flyers are? Because like resigning him all hinges on the idea of we're ahead of schedule. Mm -hmm. And so having him make sense. If you're not, and it's like, well, okay, when he's 30, we'll be good again. What the fuck are we paying yeah. for? Like, and the then time, maybe yeah. it doesn't make sense. So do you, do you almost have to wait based on where the team is? Because the, the thing, like, it was feeling very ahead of schedule the first half of the season. And now with the goalie situation blowing up, like that being so up in the air the being ahead of schedule thing, I'm not I'm not 100% yeah. sure on it anymore. I also wonder if it's, like, very telling. Like, do they value... Because, like, Owen Tippett got signed first. Like, do they value Owen because he's younger and what he's producing now <laughs> compared to TK? Because I would assume that they would try to... If they really do feel like TK's part of his future, they would lock him as soon as possible because the last thing you want to do is the end of his contract, you let him go for nothing. That's, I would be surprised... If it comes down to July 1st, 2025, no, no and way. TK is leaving for nothing. He's either going to have an extension before that or so. be traded. Um, I, Would he be a deadline train next year then, you think? That's, uh, while, like, if, you know, going back to the first question, say it's seven and seven and a half, you know? Yeah. You could trade that, yeah, I yeah. guess. It's way easier to trade a guy on a $5.5 million cap hit that's expiring in a couple of months, though. It's yep. just way easier to trade a dude like that. Way more teams can afford it. You can cover half his salary for just the rest of the season, get a bigger return from a team that you trade him to. I almost, as much as it's like a couple of weeks ago, I might have been like, Ah, just get him locked up. He's here. Yeah. I think where the team is right now, it's impossible not to think they have to wait. I don't think you're wrong. I kind of feel like if he's not signed by, like, Christmas next season, maybe we're looking at something happening here. Yeah. I or mean, at least, you know, a really hard shopping and then seeing what people offer. And if they don't offer enough, then you sign him. That, like, if trading him isn't... Because Charlie's made the point a couple of times... Say we're good in a year or two. Yeah. And the, guess what we need? 
Travis, Travis Connecting. Connecting. Yeah. And then yeah. you got to go trade uh-huh. for a dude, like a, a player just like a dude you already had, and it probably wouldn't have cost you as much. You're not like, wrong. As the cap or goes Charlie, up, like, yeah. oh, yeah, well, now we have to go. We could have had this guy for seven and a half, eight, and now it's eight and a half for a guy who isn't Tortorella's boy. It's a yeah. fair you know? point. <laughs> like, and always then, happens. I mean, like, I feel like Konechny's game, sort of like Drew, like, I feel like he can age into still being good. Like, he's not Mike Richards. You know, no. like his, he's not going to break down. I don't think like that. He definitely so, does not absorb contact as much as right, Mike right. So I, I mean, thirty-three-year-old Travis Konechny could probably still be a pretty good NHL player. So I, I, I could talk myself into either. I know, honestly. It's yeah, tough. I'm like I. It still might make the most sense to trade him next, like deadline. Like that still might be the thing that makes the most sense. Yeah. And because of that, you just, I think they wait to resign him. Danny's going to do it July 1st now. Just like, oh, yeah, well, today is the day, and it's done. (laughs) All right, uh, let's move on to... Let's move on to Notorious P.I.G. I like it. Uh, yeah, it's, it's always a good, good one from him. Here. <laughs> uh, Atkinson has scored some goals lately, <laughs> but they have all been net front slash dirty goals. Is there still concern that he is not scoring on the rush or from other areas? Mm, okay, so has Atkinson fully rebounded? No. However, he really just had to start scoring goals yeah. to just mentally get himself right. And that's happened. And so now, like, you know, I'm sure it'll come back. Whole team has been asked for the last five games. Yeah, it's all that really we can good. remember. It's, it's difficult to yeah. it's difficult to be like, well, he's a problem. Like he was, and they were winning. <laughs> now it's like, well, right. he's not their biggest problem, and the no. whole team has been bad. Uh I think just scoring it all for him goals goals, makes baby. it at least possible. That they're, I don't think they're going to be able to trade him till the offseason anyway. No, no, no. I don't think this is a midseason thing for anybody. But now I think it's just you might be able to trade him and retain some salary. Even if you don't get that much back, you open up the roster spot, open up half the cap hit. That's fine. Um, you'll be able to do that rather than buy him out, which I think was a legitimate possibility at one point. Oh, yeah. at the beginning of the season? Certainly. It yeah. was certain looked like that was going to be the best possible option. I'm not concerned about him right now because I feel like his play is balancing out. But I, like, I think the bigger problem is just the team in general, just scoring goals. But he's, I think he's going he's gonna to continue finding his touch here as the season goes on. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I would like to see him because he's back to getting chances. Yeah. yeah. Like, it would be nice if he got a breakaway and scored every now and then. Like, that would just remind everyone, like, hey, he's good. Yeah. Like, making the chance is huge. Like, you can't score without making the chance, but you do have to score sometimes. Like, he's like 0 for 7 on his last seven breakaways. Yeah, not great. <laughs> that seems difficult to do. <laughs> Uh, I see. I skipped this question. Okay. From Big Yoin, uh, I, I send I send Brenna, our producer, like, when the when the questions are going to be asked, and then I go out of order. <laughs> <laughs> Heading into the offseason, what's a player you'd like to see the front office pursue by trade or free agency specifically to fill the 1C role? Well, obviously... Lash Patterson, right? Yeah, <laughs> there like it the, is. He's my guy. That's the one. 14 mil. The only one. <laughs> Four first round picks. I'm fine with it. I mean, I don't I don't know that I want them to do either of those things this offseason. Nice, but it would be surprising if they're like telling us in March, 
hey, get ready to lose some guys because we are rebuilding. Right. And then in July, they're like, yeah, we're done with that. Time for the next step. Yeah, let's like, sign somebody who's 32 to an $8 million contract. Like, and that's why like, I'm trying to focus like my idea of offer sheeting Elias Pettersson. Yes, it's unlikely. Uh, but there's something going on there in Vancouver. You know what, though? If anyone's going to bring back the author sheet, it's it's Keith Jones. This it's is Keith my Jones. thing. Keith They're, Jones will do it. This is all about getting back to the Flyers' roots. Let's We're do a it. premier team that does wild shit. We're always relevant. We don't care if it's smart or dumb. We're balls to the Let's wall. Go. That's who the Flyers are. Offer sheeting is a huge part of that. Write it up. Uh, they offer sheeted Kessler. They offer sheeted Chris Gratton, Shea, Shea Weber. Weber. Uh, this is part of the fabric of this organization trying to steal. Good we can't days. draft for shit. That has been proven time and time again for 50 years. Let's just steal someone else's already good player. There is no way Vancouver matches like 13 and a half, 14 mil. I don't think so. Their GM came out a couple weeks ago and said... There are no superstars here. Oh, you have a dude. Don't telegraph that thing, my dude. Yeah, like <laughs> they don't want to give him huge money. That's crazy. They think they can get him for like the Claude Giroux contract or no. like 10 mil or something like mm. the Nylander contract. No, I'm sorry. He's better than those guys. And he's 24 years old. Is he only 24? Yeah, he's oh, this the, has to he's happen. He's the Nolan Patrick draft. Remember when you make was... up for one of the greatest all-time failures, the 2017 draft. We sound like the Sixers now. So Jeez. you know how, how Tort said that he reads all the letters that he gets? Let's start writing some Let's letters. Let's start writing some letters. <laughs> Elias Patterson. I got to buy some letters. stamps. Yeah, envelopes, the whole thing. <laughs> Handwritten letters because that's personal. I, I, People I, like that. I don't. I'm with Kelly. I don't think that this will happen. I don't think it should happen. But I will point this out. Didn't the Rangers do something with Panarin? Like he wasn't 32, that's, but he was a little bit. No, older. that's and the Rangers were like, listen, we're rebuilding, and they got a couple of top draft picks. Those guys haven't really worked out. I mean, Lafreniere actually looks like he can play, but in terms of like top picks that these guys have been. It was like, yeah, well, we got lucky because Adam Fox only wanted to play here. We have an awesome goalie. And our Tammy Panarin wants to come, so rebuild's over. Yeah. <laughs> like, I guess if that sort of situation occurred, it would speed things up. And now it's like, Elliot's just come hang on, out for a couple of years, and then Mitchkov's going to be here, bro. Exactly. Like, and then... We're going to have a 45% power play. Oh, my God. <laughs> Can you imagine? Uh, I'm trying to right now bring up the free agent list for this summer. And damn it. No, Are you no, looking at centers? Not any of them. Yeah. I, you know, Stamkos, uh, Voracek, whose career's over. Um, <laughs> oh. I, and it's just, it's a shame. But, like, yeah, uh, I'm just trying. So what about Patterson Elias Lindholm? Lindholm is interesting. Like, that's exactly who they shouldn't go after. Like, that is the kind, like, this is an irresponsible. I mean, that's a good team paying him what you have to pay on the free agent market is like, eh, well, you're going to have to live with that because we want to win now. Okay. So there's nothing internal for 1C, right? Like, definitely don't have it because William Gauthier sucks. (laughs) So we don't really need this player next year. Like, next year's not the year. So, like, unless someone, like, offer sheeting Pedersen, unless, like, something like that is available to you this summer, I really don't see the point in going hard for anybody. Like, and then I don't need, I would have to look and see what the following summer's UFA class is. Could be better. I don't know. But if you don't, you don't really need that guy next year. 
As they say, if you build it, they will come, Bill. That's I, I just I just love this idea. One, they have to get a first round pick for Sean Walk to make Got the to. to make the Pedersen Facts. thing work. Cause at that price tag that you're gonna have to pay him to get an offer sheet that Vancouver won't match, it's four first round picks. Mm-hmm. Three of them could be this year. So it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. Like, all right, just one draft. You know? Like also is anybody that we got going to be as good no. as Patterson? I'll tell you right now, no. Probably not. Like, there's no chance. They're gonna be shooting for a number one defenseman, and with, that's like with this team's luck, like they're they're gonna get another Provorov. Like, oh yeah, he's all right. Yep. Now we got the whole chat tweeting Charlie now to offer sheet Elias. Oh yeah, Charlie's <laughs> so against the idea. He thinks, well, he's just like the offer sheets don't work. No one's ever gonna do it. Like the Flyers I, do it. No one's asking for pragmatism in this moment, Charles. No. We're talking about. Fun. Uh, he's a goddamn professional, mm. and he has to be logical. Not us. It's it's <laughs> We're infuriating. We're playing NHL 24 here. People. Exactly. <laughs> it's infuriating, honestly. How like I don't know how you yeah, deal with pragmatic he is. <laughs> um, the last question hey, from my absolute favorite Twitter account, Doctor <laughs> Evil Gritty. Doctor Evil Gritty. Hey. I asked. I straight up asked Charlie. I said, "Is it you?" And he was like, "Dude, like." You know how stressed I am all the time? I know. It's because I have no free time. Which like, is hilarious. Uh, all right. Uh, that makes sense. You don't have a you don't have time to run a troll account. Sounds like something Someone that asked person Someone pointed to you the other day. I did it once before. You can't yeah. do it twice in you, your life. It's you sad. had Carcillo's yeah. mustache, so you're Carcillo's not Dr. But that's not. exactly what someone running this troll account would Fair say. Enough. But anyway, <laughs> Dr. Evil Gritty, this is just a great question. I'm happy uh, you're both here for it. If Sean Couturier finishes his contract with Flyers and misses zero games, he will finish his Flyers career with 1,291 games played, 100 more than any player in franchise history. Is Sean Couturier, who was stripped of his A, hilarious. I love that. That's so good. It's so good. A top 10 flyer of all time. That's a really great question. It is. Like, especially, like, projecting ahead. If they win a cup and he's he's who, he's Selkie-level Couturier. Or some semblance of that. Like a number two shutdown guy. Maybe he doesn't have that same offense, the 30 goals that we've seen when he was healthy and in his prime. But he's a Jordan Stahl for a cup team for years. Mm -hmm. Several playoff runs, hopefully an actual parade. Top 10. It's a real tough list to crack because so many dudes are immovable. Exactly. You got, you know... The, the 70s guys. You can't move any yeah, of them. Yeah, none of them. Like, they won two cups, and they're right. all in the Hall of Fame. Can't take Lindros off. Right. Can't take Lindros off. I guess you have to keep Mark Recchi on there because of the numbers <laughs> for no other reason. Um, I was so happy with your explanation about Mark Recchi, too. It's and, like, going back. Show me the line, Because I, too, have erased how everyone else in that locker room turned on Bill Barber. It was mostly in my mind, yes, Mark Recchi. it was all Mark Recchi. Yeah, yeah. that's. I totally forgot. It had nothing to do with it, Primo and Gagne and Bush, all guys totally who I love. Totally forgot yeah. I know. It's anyway, only Mark Recchi. Only Mark Recchi. <laughs> um, can't take Lindros out. Can't take Recchi out. Could you take Leclerc out? I don't think. I mean, mm. how many guys have scored? What do you have? Five straight forty-goal seasons, back-to-back yeah. fifties. Back tough. Oh man, and like. Top 10 all-time in franchise. It's just not about how good you were. No. It's like the impression 
Like the Legion of Doom. The Legion of Doom is something every hockey fan of a certain age and older knows. Yes. Like that's a thing. Yeah. Can you take away? Like, we're running out of spots. Well, let's let's put it this way. He's not surpassing G, right? Yeah. If he wins, does he surpass G? Ah, see, yeah. If they win a cup with Sean Couturier, he does. I agree. Like, if you were to make the list, G's on it, but Couturier's ahead of him. If Katoria yeah. wins the cup, yeah. I could see that. And plays his whole career here? Yeah. Yeah, the whole career here is also a big deal. I well, could see it. I, the case could be made. Well, G could come back. The contract's up after <laughs> come on, next baby. year. It's not going well up there. Come home. <laughs> Your real home. This poor bass. I wouldn't wish coming back here on anyone. Like, he did, he did his time, man. <laughs> Thank you for your service. Seriously. <laughs> but, like, I think, like... But it he, would be fun. If he did come back, I feel like people would appreciate him a lot more. Because, like, obviously when he was here, it's like, oh, take the C off his sweater. Like, you know, like... And now when he comes back, I feel like people would appreciate him more. God forbid he comes back and the same thing that happened in Ottawa happens here where the team just oh, falls man. apart. They'd be like, see? I told you. He has he been on a lot of teams you. that have fired their coach. <laughs> Fair enough. Just say it. He's been through like maybe he should be the coach. Maybe he should be the player coach. What if he's the coach of this team that wins? That would be a thing. I mean, he's good enough to play to like thirty nine probably because he's still producing pretty well. Yes, he's he's really good there. He had a career high in goals last season. Um, He just got down the ice three on three and scored a winner for the Ascends the other night. He's. It would be interesting, like how we would look at him and Couturier if he were to come back. But that's the cat. So who's on the list? Clark, Barber, Bernie, Bernie. Mark Howe, let's Howell. go with. Yeah. Lindros, Leclerc. Leclerc. Larry, good enough. I'm just kidding. <laughs> G. Yeah. You say Recky? Yeah, Recky. So there's like How two spots. That's two? eight out of ten. You said Howe, right? Yeah. What about... Um, Desjardins? Yeah, do you put Desjardins on there? I suppose. I guess you you could. He was their best defenseman for a very long time. Yeah, that was a considerable amount of time where he was the only defenseman on the team. The only defenseman. It's a tough list. Man, tough list to make out. But like, I think I would put, especially if they win, I would put Couturier over like Desjardins. I would too. Yeah, I would. So, so I guess he's firmly on then. uh, If he plays the rest of his career and these next few years at a high level. And they eventually win. He's definitely a top 10 flyer all 100. time. 100, yes. I agree. What, okay. if it's, what if it's just like a bunch of like playoff appearances? One Eastern Conference Finals is still put him right in there. I think like if he's an integral part of this thing for the majority of the rest of his contract, I think he's in the top 10. Like that is a, that is a long career, man. Yeah. Like <laughs> to come over in the Carter trade as right. a draft pick mm-hmm. and like get selected at number eight and then play here for 15 years, that is, uh, that's a long freaking time, man. That's a long time. Like maybe just on, if he finishes this contract in Philly, like just on longevity, he might be on the list because like a hundred more games than anyone else. After that top eight, I feel like the list gets. Fuzzy enough that you could put him on there, and like Leach has to be on there. Like, there's guys. Uh, yeah, there are guys who should be on. Like, it's hard not to put half the 70s. So, like, they won back to back cups. Okay, <laughs> off topic. I was thinking about this while I was at the alumni game. Don't you think it's weird that all of those guys aren't in the Flyers Hall of Fame? Mm. Yes. Like, why wouldn't all of them be in there? 
I don't know. They should all be in there. Keith. I know you're like, little by little, I guess. And that's like, Put them in. Like I said, uh, like LeClaire, not even just how good he was, but what he meant. Like the Legion of Doom yeah. is a thing. Dave the Hammer Schultz is as recognizable with the Flyers logo as any other player, yeah. except maybe Bobby Clark. Like in terms of recognizability, he might be ahead of Bill Barber. You know, oh, I, would say I think so, so for like, casual like, fans name, for sure. Go up to someone in the street and say, mm-hmm. "Name a flyer." Yeah, I bet you Schultz's name comes up before Barber's for a lot of people because he a majority like that, of people. He was that mentality. He yeah. bought that Broad Street bully. So I, oh. they should all be in there. I'm just this saying. is a, it's just a tough list to mm-hmm. narrow down because of the criteria. Yeah, it's but a very amorphous. Criteria. I think if he's like the all-time leader in games played, he's got to be. And out. things don't go to absolute shit, and he's only out there because we're paying him anyway. Like he's he makes the list. I agree. HG's throwing some goaltenders in here: Pelly Limber, Hextall. I don't think Hextall's on. the I list. I just don't think either of them played. Like they, neither no, of them Pelly had long enough. On the list for like Memorial, but that doesn't count. Yeah, like if he played his whole career here and as Maybe. good as he was, yeah. you know, when he started, then sure. But his career tragically cut right. short. Ron Hextall, he gets traded and comes back a few years later. Like maybe if he's there the whole time, he's on the list. There's a lot of guys like Hextall where if they had won a cup here, I think you put them on yeah, the like list. Yeah, like if he's if he beats the Oilers in 87, He's up there with Clark and Bernie. Right. Like, but he did not. He did not. You know, he won a con Smythe despite not winning the cup. That's really difficult to do. Yeah, good for him. So I guess, but I don't quite think he makes my top 10. Mm-mm. Is, uh, does his general manager tenure tainted for me? Because I did love Ron Hextall. I liked him too. I don't think it does. I don't think player only he makes it. All right, uh, before we go on to this last thing, I got to tell you about Rocket Money, baby. Uh, Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. I can see all my subscriptions in one place, and if I see something I don't want, I can cancel it with just a tap. I never have to get on the phone with customer service, which is a dream come true for me. Uh, They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple of months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. I've told you multiple times, you know, all the subscription services, everyone has so many, you lose track of them. All of a sudden, it's four bucks, it's eight bucks, you know, whatever. It's a few dollars here and there. A few dollars here and there over the course of a year absolutely adds up, hence the average of $720 a year that Rocket Money is saving its users. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash P-H-L-Y. That's rocketmoney.com slash P-H-L-Y. Rocketmoney.com slash P-H-L-Y. All right, uh, this last thing I wanted to get to today, uh, later in the week, either tomorrow or Friday, I don't know yet, um... I want to do a list of everyone's five worst Philadelphia jerseys, any sport. Okay. And the inspiration for this is these apparent leaks of the Philadelphia Phillies City Connect jersey. That's a jersey. Um, I am, as everyone knows, very open-minded about jersey design. I Uh start at liking things and then go, like, why wouldn't I like, you know? (laughs) Like, I want to like jerseys. I cannot find a single redeeming quality. This thing, I, I said to Kelly before the show, you were at Woodstock 99, Kelly. Yeah. Um, 
I bet you two thirds of the people were wearing something almost exactly like this. Yeah, it's a Limp Biscuit shirt. Like that shirt and some Jankos. You're at Woodstock '99. Yep. I just the font. Where did they find that font? The font <laughs> they found it on Beavis and Butthead's Metallica and ACDC <laughs> t-shirts. Like that's the only explanation. It's just there's nothing inherently Philly about this at all. Like, from the fade... Didn't the Diamondbacks have this font? Now that I'm looking at this closely? It kind of does look a little, like, yeah, Diamondbacksy, and that's like we don't the patch see. on the shoulder looks like the Union logo. Uh, JP knows that's a Union jersey with buttons, is what we're looking at here. <laughs> that is a 2024 Union home kit. I'm like, sure. yeah. e at least, like, someone compared it, like, at least it's not as bad as those yellow and blue Eagles jerseys. Is I think it's considerably worse than those. First of all, it... I mean, do all baseball jerseys that fans buy look that cheap? Well, because that looks cheap. It looks like it's made of plastic. It's made by Nike, but you know who's going to produce it. Well, yeah. So. It I mean, it, it just looks shitty. Be I mean, there's no way to make that color look good. It looks like something you get at Boscov's. Oh, God, it does. I'm, I'm obviously not opposed to those colors, but <laughs> I had this idea in my head for an alternate that jersey patch for is the, the That's like a unit. Yeah, That's literally. the union. Like I don't understand what's happening. <laughs> I just always wanted black as a as a, like an alternate jersey. I think like black don't with tell like trim. <laughs> 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 with trims of red and blue is what I've always wanted for the Phillies. Like these city connects, like they don't always make sense for for the entire MLB. A lot of them are not good. Yeah. The also, there I saw like eight not good ones today. I would take over this in a heartbeat. So you know I don't baseball that hard. Is the point of the city connect to like? Embody so. the vibe of the city. Yes, yeah, <laughs> I suppose. All right, that's what well. they're going for. But like, I think, like in comparison to the Eagles' yellow and blue jerseys from was that like 07, I think. One, they dropped forty nine points that day. They should wear them all the time. Mm -hmm. Two, those jerseys were not like they were purposefully obnoxious and loud. This jersey. It's like embarrassed of itself. Like it's stupid, but like we're gonna have this fade, and like the blue is gonna be bright, but no, look, it's it's muted, and there's not gonna be that much yellow. Just a just a hint of yellow. Like if you're gonna go for it, be ridiculous. Yeah, didn't this some team thing, have like fluorescent pink and yeah. yellow or something? Like those were fun. Yeah, the at Miami least. jerseys yeah, are cool, yeah, man. Nice. Like those San Fran ones that were. Uh, uh, white with the big orange logo on the yeah. on the chest. Like, I thought cool. that was cool. Like there's some cool like the Chicago White Sox ones. The the South yeah. Side. Like would I wear it? No. Do I think it's cool? Yeah. It looks like straight out of a '90s music video and not a limp fit, not a limp biscuit video. That should be the vibe. It should be like Saved by the Bell '90s vibes yeah. for these. Be loud. Yeah. It's Philly. We're the most obnoxious assholes on the planet. Listen to how I speak. <laughs> like, so we're, we're cool with the colors, just not the design. I, like the colors, if it was just all that light blue without the fade that would be and better. like some more yellow, I guess I could take it more. I do like sky But at the blue. end of the day, like, I don't know, make it Philly's colors. Like <laughs> The font is just so weird. Yeah, the, the Philly, like, I don't know. No one wants to. I, I find that odd. It's weird. Like, I, I don't know. I don't want a jersey that says just as Philly, especially when our name is the Philly. No, it looks like like that's something of a like you don't have the rights. So yes. we got just it's Philly. Foreman like, Mills. This is like the it's a uh, Foreman Mills jersey. The Philly frenetic Four because they couldn't Mills. say fanatical and always sunny. Like <laughs> that's what that looks like to me. <laughs> 
I, I'm just baffled by this thing. Anyway, I know this is a Flyers show. We're going to yeah. talk about jerseys more later this week. This was just a, uh, it's just a way to start that conversation because it came out today. I hope this leak is fake because it is, it is an ugly freaking jersey. All right, but that is all the time we have for you on PHLY Flyers today. We are always presented by Mortgage CS. Uh, check out mortgagecs.com slash PHLY to start your home buying process today. Company NMLS ID number 1464766. All right, that's it for us. My name is Bill Matz. I almost said for Charlie, and he's not here. Close for enough. JP and Kelly, we will catch you tomorrow, fam. <laughs> Silly like the mayor. 